Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers. Hook them up. 1019 AM 1260. The Horn. You know it. We roll on. You know what it's time to do, Rod. Time to give away another pair of tickets. Oh, yeah. Baseball starts today out at the Dell Diamond. Nice. If you would like to be at the Round Rock, the Carbach Round Rock Classic, the tournament featuring Texas State. We talked to Steve Trout yesterday, the head coach of the uh, Texas State Bobcats. Texas State, Kansas, Kentucky. Uh, also, Washington State out there for some great sunshine and some great baseball. If you'd like to win a pair of three-day passes to that event, be caller 9 right now at 447-3776. We say 9 because there's nine innings in a baseball game. A little hardball. That means uh, for the games all weekend long, you got a lot of innings to take in if you're going to get out there. But, man, nothing better than sitting at the Dell Diamond watching some good-time baseball. You can do that at 447-3776. Second pair, uh, Chad won our first three-day pass set uh, earlier in the nine at 7 o'clock hour. And guess what, Rod? We still have one more three-day pass pair to nice. give away. I like that. For the end of our program here today. So excited about that. So pick those up. Caller 9-447-3776. And I want to thank the uh, – actually um, – chastised the texture sent me the picture that actually shows that yes these these uniforms are indeed see-through in major league baseball oh to the point where I'm, i can actually see a man's junk or see a man's balls okay come yeah. on baseball mm-hmm. got a guy yeah. sitting on the bench and there's his i don't need that hold up so hold up you can see junk i can see balls you can see junk yeah that was part of the junk yes that's the I don't know which one's more essential. Oh, oh, that's like a promotional photo. That's not even like game time photo. Yeah, he's sitting there doing it's like even a sweating base, yet. baseball card picture. Okay, <laughs> if you can see it like that without the sweat and without the sunlight and stuff on it, then you're definitely going to be able to see it out there. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a little too revealing. They need to do something about that. If you can see the junk, just him chilling. Yeah, that's not good. But maybe, they, maybe they're trying to turn some heads. Maybe that's what they want. <laughs> Maybe they want to be, do that. Maybe they're trying to appeal to a different demo. Ain't nothing wrong with that either. You know. That's what I'm saying. Is that is that explicit? Like, that's kind of not X-rated to be out there. <laughs> yeah, you, got, you got kids and stuff coming to the game. Can't be Here's just, a texter saying, uh, quoting the late great Vince here. The, the, not the late great, the great Vince Young. Let him hang, boys. Let him hang. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but, yeah, you got to show him. Yeah, you can let them hang without it being revealing that to the public. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, maybe they do need to make them a little thicker. Maybe yeah. they need to add some fabric to it. Maybe I'll add a little fabric. Come on, guys. Well, and the guys are, until, in the meantime, until they can make some new unis from Nike, they need to go ahead and, uh, yeah. um, you know, get some, get some, as we said, sliding shorts They're just on. trying to make them as thin as possible, to make them as cool as possible. Yes, they're in the breathable. desert. Uh, yes, breathable, to make them as cool as possible. So I can understand, make them as light as possible. I get why they're so thin, but too thin. Yeah, too thin. Too just, thin. Just add a little bit. Got to cover up a little bit. Just, add, just add another little layer of fabric. It'll be just fine. But that's it. That's, I, didn't, I didn't realize they were that bad. Well, you don't even have to be playing, and they can reveal your junk. Yeah. And I'm not for that. Come on. Come on, man. Figure it out. Figure it out. That's awesome. That is awesome. All right. Well, we've got a lot well, going on. Because it's not your junk that's out. That's why well, that's awesome. right. Well, <laughs> not your junk. Well, well, you, 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 well how, do, how do their wives and girlfriends feel about this? I'm sure not, not heavy. Not good. The junk's going to be just showing to the world, you know. We don't need that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to eat that. I, 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 that. That would discourage me from watching baseball. It's bad enough you sit like at a restaurant and somebody's you're sitting down and then there's a dog and it comes by you and you got this balls are hanging in your face. I'm trying to eat my hot dog. <laughs> Are you offended by the dogs who who have? No, it's just it's, come on, man. Let's sit right here. What <laughs> are we been doing? Fixed. <laughs> no, been my fixed. my dogs got a big old set on them. That's, that's the best feature. There you go. I see? know they got them. I just don't need to see it when I'm uh, trying to. 
trying to eat my my vittles. Yeah, yeah. It can be it can be a little startling because you have, you don't you're not used to seeing them. You're not used to seeing them. And going back to that conversation, nobody really wants to see them. So more fabric. More fabric. More fabric. There you go. Or major league baseball players until they get it fixed, go ahead and put on some some sliding drawers there. Some little <laughs> little bike shorts. So you know. What there I mean? you go. Those yeah. compression shorts. That's you'll all be you good. need. You'll, you'll be good. good. Yeah, you'll be good. Okay, so we've had a lot of good conversations this morning talking uh, previewing the weekend. We had uh, Eric Goodman from Austin FC talk, covering Austin FC. We'll replay that interview coming up in the 10 o'clock hour if you missed it and you're a big soccer fan, you're ready for the start of the season, can't wait to get out to Q2 Stadium uh, for the first match. We'll get a preview of the season coming up uh, and the vision for their new sporting director, uh, Rodolfo Burrell. Uh, also, Rod will uh, get us another rant here coming up. Yes, sir. And uh, we're talking EA Sports video game, Johnny Manziel uh, being very uh, – forthright i thought in the interview with shannon sharp and very uh, apologetic uh pretty raw on his uh the people he let down in his life i thought that was a pretty good conversation no i think because at, at this point he's realized I'm, and i'm sure he's feel like this about every relationship uh but he brought up too specifically his relationship with lebron uh lebron james relationship with drake uh, i mean you're talking about two of the biggest stars in their respective industries, if not the biggest stars in their respective industries. LeBron might be the biggest star in, in basketball today. Um, and, you know, you're talking about Drake, if not the biggest star in hip-hop, he's one of the biggest stars in, in music today. And they wanted not only a professional relationship in connection with Johnny Manziel, but a personal one. They actually wanted to hang out with him and kick it with him a little bit and get to know him as a person. And and, and I think this is obviously just kind of a probably more of a microcosm for all of his relationships. But he expressed, you know, remorse and regret that he didn't value those relationships. He didn't cultivate them, that he kind of took advantage of those relationships. And that is a lesson for all young people uh, about networking and about, you know, relationships and connections and they it's not about what you know it's about who you know in this world it, it it really is it comes down to a lot about who you know and your connections and relationships with different people and i think johnny now is realizing like we all do as we get older yeah you know what probably should have cultivated that relationship a little bit more i should i should have been networking more because you realize later on that those relationships ultimately are going to help determine your pathway to success uh those connections and i think now he's realizing man i could be all, i could be in a lot different place if i had treated those relationships and those people with a lot more respect well and to do that you got to you know see things beyond yourself right yes, i mean that's really yes, his problem exactly he was right. living life in the fast lane and being Johnny Manziel, and there's no question, he, it's, it, for, for Johnny football, it started when he was in high school and maybe even earlier. I mean, we've, we've seen the stories on it. He, he just was allowed to do pretty much anything he wanted to do from a young age, and, you know, by the time he's 22, 23 years old, you know, he, he thinks he's, he's Superman. And, well, now all of a sudden, because think about it, Rod, having covered his whole career uh, you from high school on, you, if no one ever says no, you just keep going. Entitlement. All the way to yeah. our – you know, you, you know, your dad comes into Kevin Sumlin allegedly and says, uh, you know, give us three million dollars, we'll come back. And well, no, then we're going to the NFL. Uh, I, I do like that he said he he feels bad about the 2013 team that he let that team down and he was too too caught up in being Johnny Football. Uh, that could have been a really good team That's after good they remember they beat Alabama the year before mm -hmm. and he won the Heisman Trophy. Um, but you know, if you don't slow down to see past yourself, 
uh, and what people are doing. Because, look, they Maverick Carter and LeBron, they wanted a piece of Johnny, too. Because yes. Because he was a comet. Yes. Now, that guy was a comet. He yeah. was he was everywhere. Wanted their brand associated with his brand. Yeah. Uh, but he couldn't stop to get out of his own way, right, to see past himself and uh, understand and, and you know, seek the help. But And let's also remember uh, uh, thank you to Will McClay and the Cowboys scouting staff and, and Stephen Jones because Ooh. Jerry Jones wanted to draft Johnny Manziel with yes, the 16th pick yes, in that did. draft. And uh, instead they drafted Zach Martin. Because yes, cooler, yeah. calmer heads prevailed, uh, but that was, but you understand Jerry Jones at the time said, "I want to attach my brand to Johnny Football in the state of Texas." Are you kidding me? The Cowboys, Johnny Football. Oh man, gotta have him. It's big. As a matter of fact, he was asked about that too. I was sent tied that sound because he, he he brought that up that he wanted to be a cowboy. He brought up the fact that he wanted to be a cowboy. And he said ultimately it would have been well. That's disaster. probably why that's one of the reasons he said for him because he's one of the reasons uh, I think Steve, Jerry Jones wanted. Him. I'm sure in the pre pre draft interviews is I want to be a cowboy. Yeah. That's and true. there he was sitting there oh, at 16, and Jerry's like, oh, man, this is this is perfect. All right, Tom, I'm sending it to you because he was asked about that. Once again, Club Shay Shay did a good job on that interview because it's a, he's pulling a lot out of it, and that's some good stuff in there. But, yeah, he said, you know, he, he had his fingers crossed, wanted to be a Dallas Cowboy, didn't happen, and that is one of the best decisions the Cowboys ever made. But because they went well, off their Zach Martin's board. Going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, cause they, exactly, because they went off their big board. Like, Jerry, we did a lot of work on this board, man. Let's not throw that all away for Johnny Football. Says we should draft his guard right here. This is, this is what the board says we worked on for three months. Let's do it. And turned out, turned out really well for the Cowboys. Uh, Ty, I sent you that sound. I DM'd it to you. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I think I, I, like, I like that Johnny's had this, you know, man-in-the-mirror moment, and now he realizes. And I think people do this, too, when they get, unfortunately, at their lowest points. Hopefully, if you get to your lowest point, you do this, where you realize, yes, there are – extenuating circumstances, yes, there are external factors that led to me being here. There are people who probably took advantage of me that led to me being here. But what's my role in this? Yes. Like, what, what did I do to get myself here? Like, yes, there, there are people did. around me that, that did me dirty and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you, on your way down, you, it's all you can see. Man, why you do me like that? Man, why they, these people took advantage of me? Man, they, they could have done better by me. They could have looked out for me here. They could have done this. They could have done that. And then when you get rock bottom, I think you have that moment where you go, well, I'm here. What did I do to get here? Like, what decisions did I make that led to me being in this place? And I think Johnny's had that moment. That's a hard moment. Well, I think we've all had that moment. We've seen that in all industries and really in all walks of life. You, you, when you're in that role, you tend to surround yourself with yes guys, right? Because they're living off you. Yes. So you're no surrounded with people that won't Sick tell offense. you no. Yep. Uh, and that's why the, the story about LeBron James was compelling because, you know, LeBron's calling him, you know, texting him, telling him to come over, let's watch a game. And LeBron's trying to help the kid. Yes, and, and, he knows he's in a bad place. And I know this for a fact because, well, he texted me yesterday when we were talking about it, but Colonel Craig Flowers, right, uh, Jake, uh, our, mm. the retired colonel, that was the time when he was working within the athletic department at Texas A&M. The wow. AD had brought him down. Yeah. And, and Colonel, when he retired as, from the military, was you know, got it and started his own – Sports leadership, uh, yeah, like consulta- consul- consulting, yeah. yeah. And he worked with Brian Kelly in the stuff with the Notre Dame. He had worked with, and A and M was one of his lead clients where they were bringing him in to teach leadership training to the coaches mm-hmm. in all the departments, but also the peer training and the players. And uh, Craig Flowers would tell you that at three occasions Johnny Manziel stiffed him on a just a sit down conversation. Wow, three different times they had set it up for Johnny to talk to Craig and man. and Craig. You know what Craig would have told him exactly what we're talking about. Hey, man, not that he would have listened to yeah, it, it's true. but that gives you where Johnny was at the time. I mean, the, he didn't even show up no, yeah. for three different meetings with Craig Flowers. Your time's not important. No. Yeah, your time. My time's important, not <laughs> yeah. yours. Yeah. 
Well, because remember when Johnny was at school, he, he decided that he was all of his classes were going to be online, and this yep. was before online classes were, were, were huge. He wasn't ever going to step foot on campus. He nope. was even doing schoolwork. Uh, who knows? Uh, but, yes, I mean, there were, there were folks who were there to help him, but typically when you're spinning like that and you're, you, no one's stopping you, and, and you continue to succeed. It continues to yeah, work. Yeah, that's the worst thing that, that happened to him was that he was spiraling but also succeeding. Yes. <laughs> so he's like, well, this is the life then. I just Failing have to, up. Yeah, yeah, I'll just spiral my way all the way to the NFL. And he did. But at one point, yeah, I mean, you, you can't live your life like that. And I think at one point he just he crashed. And it was a – I think for him it was a disastrous crash because he had to lose his identity, which was his football – his it, basically his football uh, persona and his connection to the game. Ultimately, that's what he had to lose. And and trust me, that's an identity crisis for any player. Uh, any 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 athlete really has to go through that, where you're so uh, you're so engulfed and you're so ensconced by the game itself uh, that you have to at one point you know separate your personality and your goals and separate your your life from that game and that's something that Johnny had to do and it's painful it's painful for Johnny you could tell yeah I mean, Johnny well, football well and and his problem was he was just so dedicated to Johnny and being Johnny football he wasn't even dedicated to the game yeah, that's he true he, he didn't right. take football seriously yeah he he loved yeah he, right it's a good point it's what brought him fame and fortune yeah but he right he was if he was more committed to it he'd have been a better player yeah yeah. Uh, good stuff right there. Uh, now we're going to get more good stuff with Rod's rant. We'll have some who said that for the end of the hour. But right now, Rod's second rant of a Friday. Rod's rant of the day is brought to you by Apple Leasing, the easiest and safest way to get a new car. Any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and experience how easy it is. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite. Start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. Oh, no, you've got it now. It's time for Rod's rant of the day. Hold on to your butts. All right, now I'm gonna make the argument that the two top tight ends in this draft, Brock Bowers, who's just a freak of nature, and uh, J.T. Sanders, should probably be drafted a little bit earlier, and their stock should rise. And really, the it's more of a salary cap argument. I think tight ends are giving a lot of teams a salary cap loophole, if you will. I mean, think about the most productive tight ends in football. Let's take Travis Kelsey. Um, but even though look at the final four, right? Go look at the final four teams in the, uh, in the NFL playoffs, in the conference finals. Uh, you go look at those Travis Kelsey, of course, with the Kansas City Chiefs, good tight end. George Kittle for the 49ers, good tight end. Um, even Mark Andrews for the Baltimore Ravens, really good tight end. Um, the, the Detroit Lions right, drafted a tight end really high and ended up uh, setting records uh, as a as a a rookie tight end, right? It seemed like the teams that advanced later on in the playoffs that they all had really good tight end play. And there's an argument to be made that those GMs are just really savvy in terms of roster construction. Because one thing about why receivers become a premium position, tight end is not a premium position. One thing about premium positions are you're going to pay for it. You're going to pay for that premium position. And wide receiver right now, the top wide receivers, you go look at what they're making. I mean, those guys are making, you know, 22, 25, too close to $25 million. That's a lot of money. But when you look at tight ends, take Travis Kelsey. Travis, Travis Kelsey ranked uh, behind only Devontae Adams from 2016 to 2022 for those years in receiving yards. 
<laughs> or he or he led the league uh, if we include the postseason. He led the league, all right, in receiving yards. We include his postseason play. But if he were a receiver, I'll give you his ranks by receiving yards in contrast to his salary. So in 2022, if he was a receiver, receiving yards, he'd have been the top five receiver. But he's paid like the the number 19 receiver. <laughs> in 2021, his receiving yards would have put him seventh. Paid like the 18th highest paid receiver. Uh, in 2020, in 2020, he in 2020 and 2019, he's top three in terms of his production as a receiver period in the NFL. But he's paid like the 16th and 15th highest paid receiver. You get the picture. 2018, seventh uh, best wide receiver in terms of receiving yards. Seventh best receiver, I should say, in terms of receiving yards. But paid like the 13th highest paid receiver. 2017, top 10. 2016, top 10 in receiving yards production. Um, but he's 30th and 44th in terms of what his uh, compensation would be if he were ranked according to whether wide receivers are paid. So you get a discount on the salary. But the production is extremely high. You look at career earnings, right? Amari Cooper's at 116.7. Brandon Cooks is at 108.4. Allen Robinson is at 95.2. You know what Travis Kelsey's career earnings are? 76 million. <laughs> He's one of the best discounts. He's one of the best bargains in all of sports, not just in football. And he's a bit of a cheat code, right? You know what Rob Gronkowski's career earnings were? 70 million dollars. 70.6. Hell, Randall Cobb has made more money than Rob Gronkowski. Is he a better player than Gronk? No. Hell, you go look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady ain't even the same Tom Brady without Gronk. You go look at the games where Gronk plays. Uh, you go look at the com- completion. Look at touchdowns. Touchdowns uh, with Gronk, 2.24 for Brady. This is playoffs included. Without Gronk, 1.63. You go look at yards for uh for Brady, with and without Gronk, uh, yards are much better. You go look at the interception rate. All right, without Gronk, the interception rate is higher, 0.62 compared to 0.57. Quarterback passer rating, 89 without Gronk for Tom Brady, and it's a 102.6 with uh, Gronk. Um, the average, average net yards per attempt, 6.8 without Gronk, 8.2 with Gronk. You go look at overall winning percentage. Without Gronk, you're at 65%. With Gronk, you're down there at 78% win percentage. Brady's a different quarterback with and without Gronk. But they took away his top wide receivers. Brady was still Brady. Right? Uh, but without Gronk, he's a little bit different. Same thing with, with, with uh, Patrick Mahomes. Right? He took away Tyreek Hill. Patrick Mahomes had a career year. Still won Super Bowls. No big deal. Take away Kelsey and see what happens. <laughs> that was the first, the first half of that San Francisco game. What they do? Took away Travis Kelsey. How did the Kansas City Chiefs look? Pedestrian. Yes. And when they, they lost Dre Greenlaw, they could no longer execute the game plan to take away Travis Kelsey, and that's when the, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs went crazy. So my point is it's cheaper. If you can find a, a tight end like the one that the Kansas City Chiefs have in Travis Kelsey, but he's the greatest of all time, but even a Kittle, even a Mark Andrews, um, even a Laporta, for, for uh, Detroit, they are just a huge discount because they give you wide receiver one productivity, but you got to pay them like a, like a fourth wide receiver on your team, a second or third potentially on your team. Travis Kelsey finished in 2022. He finished third in catches, eighth in yards, and second in touchdowns. He made $12 million less than Kenny Galladay. He made $6.5 less than Nelson Aguilar. 
He made five million less than Corey Davis, four million less than Curtis Samuel. He made one million less than Tyler Boyd. Hell, even Marvin Jones Jr. made more money than Travis Kelsey in 2022 at wide receiver. Even though he's getting, he's giving you top five productivity in receiving pro production in the NFL. He has the most receiving yards in the NFL since 2015, but he ranks 20th in receiver earnings during that, that time span. <laughs> he's a, he's, he's, you could argue you make the case that he's the biggest and the best value and discount and bargain in the NFL right now. The average top five tight end makes $14.9 million a year. The average top five wide receiver, $27 million a year. Go draft Brock Bowers. You're basically drafting a wide receiver one, and he can block for you better. Go draft JT Sanders higher than you're supposed to because he can give you productivity of a wide receiver one in the right system. That is my argument to draft both of those guys higher because I think both of them are going to – I think, honestly, Brock Bowers is kind of a no-miss draft pick. I really do. Oh. I think he's phenomenal. But he's, the way, way it sets up, he can be a great slot receiver for you. You know you're going to move him around the formation. Like I said, go look at the, the final four teams. It is not a coincidence that those well-constructed rosters look at tight end as a bargain. All right, and that, that the Detroit Lions drafted one really high, and he set rookie records. That Travis Kelsey is the go-to guy for Mahomes, and I just gave you why, why he's a bargain. Go look at Kittle. Go look at um, you know uh, Mark Andrews for hell. Actually, they got was it um, what was it um, Lively Likely uh, was it Isaiah uh, Isaiah Isaiah Likely Isaiah Likely. He's the other tight end for them, right? They like stockpiling tight ends because I think the Baltimore Ravens, a well-run organization, understands the value of it. You just get great. If you if they're productive, all right, and I think we project that JT Sanders and project that Brock Bowers are going to be productive, there isn't a better value in the NFL right now because they haven't caught up with the with the NFL's premium positions. Tight end is not considered a premium position, which means you don't have to pay a lot of money for it. But if you find the right tight end and they can give you wide receiver production, you're going to be paying tight end money for it. And that, ladies and gentlemen is a, a, a great value and discount and bargain for any team. And that's why I don't think it's coincidence that the final four teams all had great tight ends with wide receiver productivity. Yeah, uh, that's a great point, great argument. And uh, it's one that's one of the reasons I keep saying I think Jatavion Sanders could sneak into the first round. I tell you, man. I really do because I, I think there are – I know there are organizations in the, that league that look at things like that. They're paying attention to things like that. And, you know, I, look, I'm a Texans fan. You tell me they're going to take CJ, uh, J, J, JT Sanders in take the first him. round? I'd Give C.J. Stroud. you got you, mm-hmm. you got the bonus cheat code of a young quarterback on a rookie contract and yep. the emergence maybe of a young tight end who can become his go-to target with Dalton Schultz moving on. I know, I know JT's got work, right? Uh, but the NFL is yeah. about projection. And yep. um, what can he be in a couple of years? Look, that's why I don't think, to your point, I don't think Brock Bowers gets past the Chargers at five. I'm with you. I don't, I don't think if, you, if they have Justin Herbert yeah. – I don't. They play Travis Kelsey twice a year. They understand what that is. Yes, sir. Um, I don't. There, there's not a hole in Brock Bauer's game. I mean, there's really not. Way. And I don't uh, think so. he's he's as good as we've seen in that position coming in there. Like this isn't going to be like Vernon Davis. Remember Vernon Davis? Oh, just a freak athlete came Vernon out of nowhere. Blew Tested up the combine. Really well, yeah. Uh, but guess what? Brock Bauer's going to test well. But he's also we got the tape. Look at the film. Look at the film. He was the he was the he, he was, was the, the best player on the best team arguably in the country for a few years. Yeah. Yeah. He was the cheat code <laughs> for that offense because yep. he he could do so many things for them. Uh, like your word cheat code there. I mean that was. And so, yeah, like, look, Jim Harbaugh's a smart guy. Uh, I can give this guy my to my quarterback. He can also help our run game. Yep. Because uh, what was it? Jim Harbaugh was asked here this week about what are you going to do to help 
Justin Herbert. He said, run the ball. Run the damn ball. We're going to run the ball. We're going to run the rock. <laughs> going to run that damn rock. And Brock Barros will help you with that play-action game. He yep. can block. That's a – yeah. I mean, I, just, I mean, you could take a lot of positions, but man, that guy's X-factor. And that's why I think JT Sanders could – just because they're having these conversations right now. They hey, got man. to be. If you're a smart organization, you're having this conversation. Well, I give – you know, we, we, get the, we get on the Cowboys for a lot of things, but they're, they're making tight end a premium position for they them, right? They are. You're right about uh, that. Jake Ferguson was a great pick for them in the fourth round. Now you take Luke uh, Shoemaker in the, in the second round last year. You're right. Clearly they're prioritizing – that position as well. I mean, not to that level. And JT Sanders may slide into the top of the second round, but that's where you're going to see a team jump in there and say, hey, man. Yep. I the, could see it. Because as you said, and we've talked about, the scouts will tell you, the gap between JT Sanders and the third tight end is a long way. Last year was the tight end draft, right? It Last was. year was Dr- uh, Dalton Kincaid. Really deep. They took him to give Josh Allen his mm-hmm. go-to tight end who really emerged. A year went on. Uh, you mentioned Laporta. Uh, there's Luke Musgrave, yep. who was drafted last year. There's a lot of really good young tight ends. And this year, not as many. And so I think JT Sanders could benefit from that, especially, as you said, at the position wide receiver where there are so many wide receivers. So many good wide receivers. If I'm in where the Texans are, mm-hmm. I'm not going to get or the Cowboys. The Cowboys aren't going to take them, but the Texans could because they're looking to replace Dalton Schultz, big picture. Mm-hmm. If you're the Texans, you need a receiver, but at the same time, this is this is a this is a huge cheat code opportunity. I agree, and I can get a receiver. I'm not going to get Malik Neighbors or Marvin Harrison Jr. Anyway, they're going to be long gone. But hell, you might Xavier Worthy might fall the second rounds. What they're yes, saying, yes, that's like, exactly you, right. You can get a good receiver later on. Well, I'm with you. I can well think about it. The kid from Michigan, Roman Wilson, who had such a great senior ball. You can get yep. him in the second round. Yep, he's a real good player. Yep, totally and, agree. And you already have Houston already has Nico Collins. Who's going to be their Tank go-to Dale. receiver? Tank Dell's there. On the outside. So yeah, I mean that's I mean for a young quarterback and and the Bills. I'll give the Bills credit, too, because they went and got Dalton Kincaid, right, traded mm-hmm. up to get him to realize just how important that can be. Uh, so I like your great analysis, as usual, from Rod on that, uh, putting the numbers and the uh, the salaries. I mean, that that's fact about Randall Cobb's made more money than Rob Gronkowski. Isn't that crazy? It's ridiculous. It, it is, but it shows you smart GMs. They know, like, hey, man, I'm going to get this guy on a, a discount. I got a tight end that basically can play like, wide, play like a wide receiver. I can move him around. And you get the added bonus of them being a run blocker Yeah, if they're good. So, honestly, they're worth, to me, they're, if a good tight end is worth more than a good wide receiver, you can make the argument. Like yeah. a, the elite wide receiver and elite tight end, you can make the argument elite tight ends are worth more, but they're paid less yeah. in terms of what they bring to a team. All right, we'll come back. Good stuff right there. We'll also play some Who Said That before the end of the Who hour. Said that? As we roll on, if you're a soccer fan, be listening to the 10 o'clock hour, chance to uh, hear that preview of the Austin FC season with our buddy Eric Goodman. That's coming up, all part of a Hook'em Up uh, broadcast on a Friday. Hook'em Up. Yes, sir. When we last saw the Texas Rangers, they were uh, winning the World Series, beating the Arizona Diamondbacks. Today, they're going to be on a field in surprise Arizona ride for the first time since they won the World Series. Their first exhibition game is today with the Kansas City Royals. Oh, did you say surprise Arizona? Yep, surprise. That's the name of the town? Huh? Oh, wow. Been there several times. I did not even know that was a thing. West theme. of Phoenix. Why do they call it surprise? I'm not sure why that's called okay. surprise, but it, that's just the name of the little town. I mean, if you've ever been out to spring training in the Cactus League rod, it's so cool if you love baseball because you can drive. It's like the, the Rangers play the Royals today, and the Rangers okay. and the Royals share that facility. Okay, right. they, they share it, and the facility is you know huge. It's massive, uh, but you've got a you got a but there's one main field right where players where you play your exhibition games with okay. with stands and concessions and probably get six eight thousand people in that place, uh, and and the Royals or the Rangers will play there every day, 
But when the Rangers aren't playing there, the Royals are, and then the Rangers will travel around the Cactus League and play road games. I gotcha. So there's always a game there. Okay. Uh, or pretty much always a game day throughout throughout the month and a half of or the month of spring training. And but so from from surprise in that complex, you can drive ten minutes up to another complex that's the Giants and the A's, and then you can drive down to where it's the oh, Reds, cool. Reds and the Indians, okay. or the Guardians now. And the, that's all over the. So they, they they play a lot of baseball in a short amount of time. But for the area, it's really cool because you can see a ton of baseball and, and you know, the, the, the retired folks all work the, work the stadium. They work uh, the games for the you. month. And yeah. They're there selling concessions and taking So it's tickets. like the big thing that happens in this town. Yes. Okay. Oh, for sure. Uh, but it's just outside of Phoenix. It's about 30 minutes outside of Phoenix. So suburb. Yeah, but they're all over the place. I mean, uh, gosh, there's t- 10, 11 complexes like that. But so, so behind the main field, each direction, there's a bunch of practice fields. So, you know, because, because when you go to spring training, Rod, your entire organization is there. So okay. big club, minor leagues, all levels of your minor leagues. So they're practicing on other fields while you're playing games, and it's a really cool environment. So to the point of the Ranger fans, today's your first game, the first lineup. Marcus Simeon leading off, Evan Carter. The, a lot of people think he's going to be the rookie of the year this year in Major League. He's such an impactful player in their postseason run. He's bats two. Uh, Wyatt Langford, uh, Ty. Wyatt Langford, the uh, hotshot kid out of Florida. First-round draft pick last year. He's batting third today. Nathaniel Lowe, Leody Tavares in the lineup today. Uh, Duran's in the lineup today. Dane Dunning is on the mound. So there you go, Ty. Peak your interest. Little Ranger baseball coming back. There we go. Like this team. Like this team. I will How about not that Wyatt Langford? You are. Well, you should be. How about Wyatt Langford in the three hole? That's their their number one overall pick, and that's what we said about the Rangers. They got a ton of top end talent with the guys on the big club, but at the same time, their system stacked. They're going to be good. Yeah. He's and projected to be better than Evan Carter this year. From a lot of he's he's a higher rated prospect going into the year, which I'm I, I don't know how you can exceed what that guy at 21 years old did last year. Well, remember we had uh, when we had the Major League Baseball draft last summer. Um, you know, we pretty much said that there were like three number one picks. Like you know you you really can't go wrong with any of these guys. And the Rangers were fortunate to be as good as they were, but also be drafting in the top five. And they landed a guy like Wyatt Langford, um, who's that damn good. I mean, because Paul Skeens went number one overall, right? Mm. The, the pitcher from LSU helped them win mm. the national championship. Dylan Cruz, his teammate, went next. Then Max Clark, the, uh, the high school kid, went to the Tigers. And then Wyatt Langford was fourth overall to the Rangers. But a lot of people thought he could have been one. He's wow. that good of a hitter. Hmm. And got that good, that good of a player from the Florida Gators. And so, yeah, he's already – with the big league club, and uh, that's what's really exciting about the Rangers. Their pitching is going to be their question because their pitching looks a little little shabby right now with the injury to Max Scherzer, and they didn't re-sign Jordan Montgomery yet, so you don't know who your starters are going to be. And um, so, But the everyday lineup is going to be stacked. I mean, really, nice. really good. Uh, so, yeah, baseball. Uh, you know, beautiful day in Austin, Texas. I'm it's sure time. it's beautiful. In the, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and time for basketball, too, actually. Uh, NBA starting to heat up a little bit. Talked about that earlier. Since we're talking about, you know, the, the Rangers a little bit, uh, a lot of Dallas fans are excited about the Mavs. Four games behind the Nuggets for the fourth seed in the West with 26 games to go. Um, they got another head-to-head with them on March 17th. And Luka, as I said earlier, I mean, I think he right now is the favorite for MVP. And I've seen that now a couple of places from NBA insiders that are now saying they think Luka is the favorite for MVP right now, too. I haven't seen the odds. I'm sure my man Ty had might have been up on them. But longest win streak in the NBA currently, Mavs. Um, their longest win streak since 2010-11 season, their championship season. Um, and it's the longest stretch of games that Luka and Kyrie have played together. That is not a coincidence, in my opinion, either. 
So I don't know, man. I think they're not title contenders. They're not title. I, I, I'm not saying title. I'm talking about him winning MVP. That was my prediction. I had none, I never said anything about a title. I said he's going to win the MVP, and I think right now he's looking like he's the favorite to win the MVP. Very well, could. Um, I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. I mean, that's uh, Lisa Ligon scoring. Yeah, I mean, top three in assists, top seven in steals, second in the NBA. I, in think, I think Jokic still has to be the leader because he's won two of these bad boys, and his team's sitting there at the top uh, of the West. But uh, Luke is gonna gonna make a really strong case. I don't think there's any. If it's question. close between those two, I think Luke will win it because it'll be fatigue. They, I think people are tired of Jokic winning it. Shea Gillis Alexander is another name to. To mention. He is. He's another, yeah, you're right. He's great. He's been fantastic. Um, and I think he probably is the front runner if you look at the odds. But I'm telling you, I think Luca Luca will have a stronger pop propaganda push behind him if he does it. It's because Luca's got more star power than Shea Gilgis Alexander. Most people don't even know who Shea Gilgis Alexander is. They don't. Oh, he's a really good player. He's a sure. great player. He, Most plays don't. In, he plays in Oak City. He plays – yeah, exactly. Most people don't know who he is. Most novice NBA fans don't know. Well, you know what will happen, though. If he does win the MVP, as you're predicting, and then they flame out in the playoffs, he's going to get the Dak Prescott slash Lamar Jackson moniker again. That's true. <laughs> that is fair. He could because get that. Because as Ty says, his roster is not built to win the championship. No, it's not, no, it's no, not it's his not. fault. It's not his fault at all. It's not. But you know how, the, you know how that goes. But that P.J. Washington trade was big. Whereas with Dak Prescott, it is his fault. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, he's, he's, got, he's got more all pros on his, on his roster than anybody else in the it's, league. Yeah, exactly. So you could uh, say so, Lamar Jackson and then the game plan against yeah, Kansas City, all those things. That's that very do. different than the Mavs. I agree the Mavs are not – they're not built to win a championship, and I'm not even going to say that. But I do think they're built now to con- contend to for like a higher-seeded playoff spot, and that's all Luka needs – to prove that he's the MVP. And that right now, this winning streak they're on is starting to gain some attention. And people are like, man, why are the Mavs winning? Well, they made the trade. P.J. Washington, who's playing really well, he's got like a 119 defensive rating, 95 uh, uh, offensive rating. Actually, I switched that around. It's a 119 offensive rating and a 95 defensive rating. He's playing really well, and that's they've been on the winning streak, you know, ever since they made those moves. Like I said, I, I, Kyrie and Luke are playing really well together. And Kyrie is – he's – He's not being a diva. There's no drama coming from Kyrie in Dallas. Even last season, there wasn't a lot of drama from on Kyrie's part, even though everybody expected that. And with a happy Kyrie, happy Kyrie plays really well. We know that. This is the longest I think we've gone with Kyrie Irving just playing, and there's been no drama. No drama. That's Maybe, crazy. Probably getting out of New York was good for him. You know, getting out of Brooklyn. That's true. But he had drama in Cleveland, where you know he had drama in Boston, and he, he had drama always in Brooklyn. But uh, yeah, so far so good on that front. I will uh, promise you one thing with the Mavericks: they will make it farther in the playoffs than the than the than the Lakers. I don't even think the Lakers okay, are going to make the playoffs. Fair. Lakers got cr- crushed by the uh, yeah. Warriors last yeah, night. Yeah, they're still talked about every day. They're like the Cowboys. So I can't. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, yeah, got LeBron. Well, look, we're, you know, th- this is the time of year. If you're doing a national sports show this time of year, you're looking for someone who's going to draw. Oh, the I, I, I keep on seeing these graphics on Instagram and on Twitter that are because they, they signed Spencer Dinwiddie because he got bought out. And they oh, keep yeah. on putting him and LeBron and AD together in like graphics. Like that's like a big three. And it, I, I, I watched Spencer Dinwiddie for a few years. I, he's a good player, but he ain't he ain't moving the the, the meter. Well, to, look, LA's a huge roster. market. I mean, I on, on, a, on a national show like you know whatever Stephen A. Smith's on or Shannon Sharp, I mean they're looking for the biggest audience. And the NFL's gone, right? That's going to get the biggest audience. And even with the NFL, they talk about the Cowboys more than anybody else. Yep, still do because they've got Stephen the largest. They just interviewed Michael Parsons. Right. <laughs> I mean, but for the Lakers, I mean Lakers, they're, they're Laker fans coast to coast. There's huge, you know, obviously in L.A., which is a big market. I mean, it, you, you, you have to play to your play you to your strengths here. That's exactly right. You know, you fish where the fish are, Rod. 
Amen, brother. You got that's to. Why it's the, the, the two See, most talked about school. teams in the NBA are the Golden State Warriors and the LA Lakers, and they are both like in the play-in tournament, if that, for at sure, point, at this point. 100%. Well, yeah. that's, that's for, for That's kind of the NBA in a nutshell, right? Because fans don't want to get into uh, deep dives about X's and O's and about the, the, the contenders in the NBA. They want to hear about celebrities and stars. That's yeah, the NBA so culture. So celebrities far. and stars. And that's what they got on the West Coast, celebrities 100%. and stars. Well, that's why we said earlier we played the Bob Costas sound that Bob Costas now says the Chiefs are America's team, taking that from the Cowboys. And there's a good argument for it. Now, again, whether they are or not, I think they're on their way to becoming America's team. And I think they have a lot of the elements, right? They've been Celebrities. Celebrities. <laughs> well, they, 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 it's built on substance. They've won. They've yes. been in four last five Super Bowls and won three of them. But, yes, and, and one thing they didn't have was the villain tag, right? They didn't have I hate this team. Yeah. That's coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's growing because they keep beating everybody. And, you know, now Baltimore fans hate them because they just ruined their season. Buffalo already hates them because they ruin their season every year. Yeah, about that. Um, and now you got the Taylor Swift element to it and politics has been brought in and, you know, Patrick Mahomes, you know, wife's in the Sports Illustrated and, you know, brother's a mess. I mean, now oh, there's yeah. becoming the – there's the pop culture side of it. There's mm-hmm. the, the football side of it. And now we've got politics involved. Yeah. So, I mean, that's going to create a situation. You can look five, ten years down the road. The Chiefs, no matter what they're doing, are going to be the top story, even if they're not winning. Oh, yeah. I agree with that. Because it's just, there's so many people that care about them because and, and, that builds a coast-to-coast fan base uh, or fan hatred. Yeah, no, if, if Travis Kelsey proposes to Taylor Swift. Oh, man. Yeah, you're right. That that could ratchet up a whole a whole other level. Has there ever been a wedding host to hold, uh, yeah. live on ESPN? Yeah, because <laughs> at, at this point, exactly, right? Yeah, that's a great point. Like, at this point, the, the NFL is embracing that because they believe Taylor Swift is the key to their female demographic increasing. And for them to kind of the, uh, the candy cigarette for young girls to become NFL fans, that way they'll become young moms who are NFL fans, and they'll become just straight-up moms who are NFL fans, and they won't want to be soccer moms anymore. They'll be football moms because the NFL's big fear is that basically there aren't enough football moms who embrace and are passionate about the sport. The football moms uh, are disappearing because they don't want their kids playing football. It's too dangerous and CTE and all that, and they want to cultivate more football moms. Well, how do you do that? Well, you got to go back to when they're young girls, (laughs) when they're more impressionable, and Taylor Swift is the key to that to opening up their world to a little bit more football. So they maybe they watch football with their dad. Watch football with dad, and you know what? I become a football girl. Football girl turns into football woman. Football woman turns into football mom. Boom. Yeah. That's the plan. Yeah. And K. Taylor Swift is key to the plan. Key. Well, now yeah. that she's uh, possibly going to get engaged with Travis Kelsey at some uh, point. Man, she is the plan. Because Kelsey is following. She's, he's with her down in Australia on her tour. So it's oh, not like yeah, she's in Australia. She's with and they I saw where they're renting a 16,000 square foot, a dollar a night uh, chateau or something. Yeah, I don't know they, what they call them. But they got to be isolated from everybody because oh. she gets mobbed, I'm sure, everywhere she goes. Well, you know, it's funny. The one thing that we, when that relationship first began, and we talked about it, man, good, you know, hot or not on that, or you know, bullish or BS. And uh, the thing I said immediately was, man, I couldn't deal with that. Uh, if I'm Travis Kelsey, she may be a great girl, and you like her, but you can't go anywhere. And, no. And now Jason, his brother, has talked about that. That, that you know, he's already had to sell the house he bought. Yeah. Uh, he needs to live. He's got to live a life of life of isolation. At yes, some you level. do. Yep. You, you need that money because you need it to pay for your isolated lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right about that. That's true. You got to put gates up around your house. And oh, your house gosh. can't be accessible. And that's not how Kelsey is, but you're, you, when you start dating it, you, you become it. I mean, yeah. it's just private chefs because you can't go out, so you got a private chef to come to the house. Yeah. she's she... you, And you got to have a really nice house because you're going to be at that house a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not, not going to be going out a lot unless you're booking entire restaurants. 
Well, that's why that's why they get super yachts and things. And yeah, you're right. Sail exactly around right. the world. Yeah, sail around the world. That's, that's Tiger why you Woods do did it. it. Remember when Tiger yeah. was you know spending a month out on his yacht or months on his yacht, just when all the scandal was going down and no one knew where Tiger was. Well, he's he's out out to sea. Yeah, and that's <laughs> the thing about. And I've heard this from um, I heard this from Ty actually. I've heard it from uh, guys like Matt Butler, who I know. Travis Kelsey was a guy who enjoyed. His little anonymity. He kind of enjoyed kind of going under the radar a little bit because he would travel to places like Austin. He'd go to random. You said you saw him on 6th Street, right? Yep. And he told yep, me to my face that I was like, How, why are you here? And he said, I am here because nobody knows who I am. <laughs> exactly. Well, now they do. And now, exactly. I, and now now, that, I literally forgot about that until you just mentioned it. Yeah. I remember you told me that. Yeah, and I was like, no. huh, interesting. Yeah, because he, he, he's just a big guy, but he's not right now. He's recognizable, without a doubt. All right, real quick, ask and we shall receive on the message. You asked why they call the Rangers, you know, where they have their training, spring training surprise. Surprise. How about this? says, uh, if, uh, where would it go? It said that the city was founded in thir- 1938 by Flora Mae Statler, who named it surprise because it says here she would be surprised if the town ever amounted to much. <laughs> Is that Craig Wade? That's a great story. That is fantastic. <laughs> I would be surprised if the town ever amounted to much. But how about this? Now it's it's known. Now yeah, it's known. Now right? people know it. Now nationally. the World Series champs play, have spring training. There you there. go. So surprise is good for something. There you go. I like that. Uh, I love. I actually love that story. That's a great. Isn't story. that great? That is good. So by the way, I counted up the one, two, three, four, five. Six. There's like eight complexes there. Ten, ten complexes in Surprise, and you can be to any of them within. And how hour. long does spring training last? A month. Okay, that's a good amount of time to make some money. Yeah, in, in it's that a time. month. It's a month. Oh, yeah. it just brings the, the people, it, restaurants and stuff well, like that. Especially you know I mean? for teams like the Cubs, right? The Cubs are a huge draw because and Cleveland, the Cincinnati Reds, because it's cold. And I can go to the desert and yeah. for a couple of weeks and watch some baseball. Oh, man. Get yeah. out of Ohio or Illinois and get yeah, down right. there. I mean, the local bar, must that, that must make a lot of money. Milwaukee Brewers are down there with a nice complex. What are, these, yeah, they uh, have what are these games aired on? Is it just MLB TV, I'm guessing? I'm guessing. And then I, I, at some point, probably this weekend, they'll start airing on but Bally's, whatever the Rangers are going to be on. They'll start showing some of their, their ball games. But, man, if you're a baseball fan, there's nothing more fun than tooling around the Cactus League. Now, the, the Grapefruit League in Florida is a little more spread out, or a lot more spread out, because you've got to go all through Florida. But this is – you can be at any one of these complexes in an hour. And you've been to this place. Oh, yeah. And how, uh, how much – like, how big is the town and how many, like, restaurants and bars and stuff do they not have a lot. in this little town? No, not a lot. So they – if you want to drive into – because you can drive down – It's a suburb. Camp. You can down there it's drive a suburb, into Phoenix. so you can drive right back and forth. Okay. You can get, go around and go over to Scottsdale if you okay. want to. And uh, there's a lot to do. That's the thing. You play golf a couple of days. We'll see baseball a couple of days. Yeah. You can get some good restaurants down in Phoenix. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's a good time. It's a real good time. So uh, – uh, you know, I, I just got invited to Phoenix and we passed on it, but I need to go. It is got some friends who got like a, a vacation home there. I will say the Astros. I used to go to Kissimmee when the Astros were in Kissimmee, and that's right by Disney. So, but, oh. but Kissimmee itself is a dump. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like uh, right outside of Disney, which is cool. Now the Houston Jim Jim Crane has moved the Astros to West Palm Beach. Ooh. So if you're wanting to go see the Astros, they share a facility with the Washington Nationals. That's nice. And that you're like that's in style right there. You're you're a, you're a short uh, you know you can ride a bike down to the beach. Ooh. Yeah, you're you're not far from like Trump's place, Mar-a-Lago, and all those areas. It's, okay. It's high dollar. All right. Um, you know, but that's, that's nice. where that's where the Astros and Nationals are in Florida. That's also a good trip if you love the Astros. If you love the Rangers, get out to Surprise, and you can see a lot of baseball this month. All right, we're back. Uh, we'll pick it up with uh, who said that, Rod? Who's and then that? we're into the fabulous fifth hour. Let's look them up on Ian Robbie. The Horn text line has moved. 
Join the conversation on the new Horn text line, 512-447-3776. That's 512-447-3776. Aaron Hogan. You just got to keep living, man. Rod Babers. L-I-V-I-N. Ian Rod B. On the Horn. Ooh, Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? To let us know that Tiger Woods' yacht is called Privacy. Ah, uh, there you go. Privacy. I like that. Mm-hmm. If it were. Didn't uh, Jerry name his after his wife? Yes. The Bravo <laughs> Eugenia. <laughs> the Bravo Eugenia. He's supposed to have it. I thought he was supposed to name it after like a woman or something like that. On boats, women. Boats and cars. Something uh, you name you, after a while. I guess you can name whatever the hell you want to. You're a billionaire. Call it whatever you want. Yeah, that's true. You can call it whatever the hell you want to. By the way, did you that's see, true. speaking of Tiger Woods, before we play a round of who said that. Tiger, Tiger Woods, yeah. We've talked in the past about Tiger Woods' son, Charlie, and whether he can be a prodigy. on He, he actually attempted at the age of, what, 14 or 15 to, to qualify for a PGA Tour event. Oh. And he shot 86. It did not go well. Nah, that's all right. But so it, he's not a prodigy yet. You got to fail to advance, right? I mean, there you go. He, but he could, but he, he's trying to make a PGA Tour event at 15. That's impressive. Yeah. When did Tiger make his? Uh, How old was he? Um, I'd have to look that up. Okay. But I mean, but, you know, you can be you can be invited to be like like Jordan Spieth when he was in high school was invited to play in the uh, the, the one up there in Dallas. Um, but he it was a, on a sponsor's exemption. He didn't have to qualify. For I it. gotcha. Uh, he's trying to qualify. He shot an eighty six, but he had a, he had a twelve on a par four. He made a twelve on one <laughs> hole. So you know, yeah. First, you've got to fall down a few times before you're going to achieve, right, at 15 yeah. years old, for crying out loud. But he is a really good golfer. All right, Rod, uh, what do we have and who said that? All right, Ty, I sent you a bunch of uh, clips. You can dial any of them up, and we can play who said that. The other who thing says for me, guys, 16. Is, I mean, I've probably got to watch more football the last week and a half than I've gotten to watch in, like, four months. I mean, as a head coach in college, you're pulled in so many different directions. I mean, it, I feel like, like a kid in a candy store again just sitting there and be able to watch tape it's probably one of the most refreshing and clear minds i've had in such a long time like i'm having a blast doing it all right who said that that might be a little tough too actually. i don't yeah i kind of recognize the voice but i'm not sure who it is uh jeff halfley he is now the new defensive coordinator for the packers remember he was the head coach of the boston at boston college and he left the head coaching job to take an offensive coordinator job and he was talking about how he enjoys the nfl coaching life better than the college coaching life uh, just because he used to watch football just gets to you know focus on football and development pretty much um all right ty i sent you a bunch of other clips we can dial any of them up we can play who said that what's the easiest way to make money <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Which one? the first the most important thing is you know everyone tells you that uh the first million is the hardest to make right? Yeah. Right. so start with the second million right Ah. Hello. <laughs> it was supposed to be funny, guys. Come on, wake up. I thought that we have a breakfast show here. <laughs> Jesus. That was an awkward moment where Donald Schwarzenegger tried to make a joke on a radio show in the UK, and they didn't get the joke. It was the crickets, as you heard. Uh, for that, it didn't, you already got it. Who said that? Donald Schwarzenegger, of course. I mean, he's got the most recognizable voice probably in the world right now. Remember that Super Bowl commercial? They know. <laughs> neighbor 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 um all right i got a couple That's of a more. good question who has the most recognizable voice in the world morgan freeman is one for sure uh i think Arnold schwarzenegger is one i do I too do. i think you're i think he's in that conversation i think it's him samuel l jackson 
Ooh. Samuel L. is pretty good. That's a good one, too. Yeah, honestly, yeah, it's not that many people when you think about it. Siri? What's in your wallet? Siri. <laughs> the voice of Siri. Siri is recognizable. It's just true. Yeah. Uh, good point there. Uh, honestly, President Trump. Hate to say it. Hate to say it. But, right? President, president Trump, Trump is yeah, like, when you, so. when you hear President Trump talk, you know, that's that's President Trump. You know exactly it. So, uh, I'm not trying to get political, people. No, no, that me either. Just, uh, just don't, it's recognizable. It is. Um, all right, Ty, I think we can play like one more. We can got time for like one more maybe of who said that. 16th pick of that draft was Dallas. And I remember the anticipation in Radio City when that pick was coming up, and I had my fingers crossed under that table the entire time. Please let me go put that star on my helmet. Looking back now, thank God that it didn't happen because I wouldn't be sitting here today. You said you're glad you didn't go to Dallas because... I think knowing what I was doing in Cleveland, how hard it was for me to party and move and do these kind of things. If you would have put me in a landscape of, that was my backyard that I knew, you know, I'd been driving from College Station up to Dallas when there wasn't nothing going on in College Station. Right. So it was something I was familiar with. I know who I was hanging around at that point in my life. And I think it would have been just an absolute disaster to the point of it wouldn't have been suicide that, w that would have been the issue. It would have been drinking and driving. It right. would have been taking a bag from somebody you shouldn't take it from and just boom, could have been over in an instant. So I think I know myself well enough to be able to say that it would have been bad in its own right. And luckily, thankfully, you know, it didn't happen, even though at that time it's what I wanted. Who said that? That's old Johnny Manziel. Hey, Johnny. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, we'll hear more. If you missed our playing of the Johnny Manziel audio, uh, the five or you know, longer clip of him kind of owning his mistakes and owning who he was and regretting it and letting stuff. people down. It's really good stuff. Also, uh, Eric Goodman covers Austin FC for the Austin Chronicle. He's the best in the biz. Uh, his preview and thoughts mm -hmm. on this team for Jeff Wolf going into year four here in Austin, Texas. Rod will also take us behind the burnt orange curtain one more time. We'll get some what's popping. Good stuff. We come back into the fabulous fifth hour on Hook'em Up with Ian Rodby.